When someone is hurt in a truck accident, the one question everyone has is why did this terrible collision happen? To answer that question takes an experienced team of lawyers and experts. Not everyone has this type of experience. At Colombo Law, we are truck injury lawyers. It's what we do every day. When someone is hurt by a truck, Colombo Law is the law firm people call to get answers. Hurt by a truck? Call Colombo Law. K360 Ray. Hello, J360 Legion, and welcome to another J360 Minibike, hosted by J.M. Brady. And I am your host, J.M. Brady. And man, <laughs> uh, feels good to be back. I'm using a portable setup today uh, on account I have a lot to handle regarding higher learning. But fortunately, though, college is about to come to an end for a little bit, and I can feel it, guys. I'm about to cross the threshold into a better tax bracket. <laughs> and that's called graduation. That is until uh, it's time to pay back the student loan. But, you know, we'll worry about that bridge when we get over it. Because, you see, enough about doing what I have to do. I got to go ahead and solve some nonsense based around first world problems. You know that. You know, issues in the United States where, you know, anything that can that, that makes you have a bad day usually can be resolved in about, like, one hour or so if you actually do this right. And you see, it's a lot of entitled, spoiled people who have a hard time about this, so they start flailing and being mad about whatever and whenever. And as I'm talking about this, today's case is on the Charlie's Angels reboot. You remember Charlie's Angels, right? A 70s-era sitcom dealing with three fine women going on different assignments. Sometimes they're boring and sometimes they're comedic, but most times you don't care anyway because they're in a bikini. Uh, yeah. Look, look, I'm not going to say that that franchise wasn't groundbreaking in some areas. And I'm not going to say that it wasn't a way to make Aaron Spelling into the wonderkin of his time. I'm not going to say all that. It did break a lot of ground. It did have its fans. I'm not one of them. But I didn't mind seeing um, certain women run around doing what they got to do because guess what? You see, sex sells. It always has. It always will. Now, I know that's toxic, and, you know, according to some people, I have toxic masculinity. <laughs> eh, I'm not going to apologize for it. Deal with it. But you see, this particular film here, this was a film seen by everybody, apparently, because guess what? Apparently, it made $8 million at the box office, and it tanked riding the coattails of Terminator's Dark Fate. And remember Terminator Dark Fate? Remember how they were pumping this up to be the best mo action-led, female-led movie ever? And it took you like a whole hour till you got to see Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator that ran away with a family? The movie's been out for a while, so just deal with it. And then you look over here at this Charlie's Angels reboot. This was the movie that was actually supposed to, you know, scare the living hell out of men out there that didn't believe women could do anything. Now, let me talk to some of you men out there in the J360 Legion. Did you guys ever feel fear when they told you that this was going to be a female-dominated movie? Did any of you feel fear when you found out that, hey, women are doing it. They are taking ranks. They are out there making it. They're slay queen slay. No, me neither. Because I'm going to tell you why. 
women have been doing things for years. Women out here have been making power moves and been succeeding for quite some time, even back since the 80s. The thing about it is a lot of people try to push this narrative like they're not respected or like nobody really cares about them and all that kind of stuff. That's not entirely true. There are people out there that don't care about men and women in general. And it's the most interesting thing, but you see, not everybody's going to like you, especially like what you make. But Elizabeth Banks over here, I guess she must have bankrolled this uh, entire movie. I mean, after all, she was producer, director, um, one of the actresses in the movie. And not to mention, I, I guess she had a hand in writing that hackneyed plot because the plot really didn't make any damn sense. I mean, you got a woman on there who made this device that, that can be manipulated for evil. It's like the most cookie-cutter plot there is. And, of course, you got Naomi Scott in there. and she, She's got a thriving career so far. You got Manjal herself, a.k.a. Um, Christian Stewart in there, who, you know, who's pretty much bisexual and shows it in this movie. And then, of course, you have the one fine female in there, you know, the tall black one. She's cute. I hope she keeps making movies. But you see, the thing about it is, it's like one way or another, nobody knew this movie was coming out. And you see, because it stealthily came out, you see, Elizabeth Banks is now, and it didn't make enough money, Elizabeth Banks is going on a tirade, thumping her chest, saying, men are the problem. Men didn't go see this movie. They don't like female-led action movies. We can make 37 Spider-Man movies, and once again, no, that's the number she pulled out of her ass. I'm sorry. I mean, are you talking about the MCU as a whole? Because there's a lot of strong females in the MCU. And granted, we're going to get that Black Widow movie, and you also had the Cat Marvel movie, despite whether people liked it or not, you know, it kind of has this example. Then you have Wonder Woman, and then she's trying to say, well, there's a, those are men-dominated fields and all that stuff. It's like, you know what, one way or another, you know that you don't really have a case here. This whole thing is straw. It's been straw man ever since 2014. I mean, Jesus Christ, get over it. I mean, I, and I hate to say it, but you see a lot of people say, Satan, get over it. It's very, very detrimental to my feelings. So it is. But you got to learn to let this stuff go. Because you see, one way or another, you can have a woman-dominated movie. You can have all that stuff, but you should not be alienating the ones that are going to pay money to go see your movie. When I go see these movies, I don't want to hear from the directors of these films saying, oh yeah, they're going to scare the hell out of toxic, masculine men and stuff like that. They're going to really creep them out. The best example of this nonsense is, it's like, you know what? I don't need to pay money to see this. Because when I watch movies, I want to get away from the real world for a while. It's okay to have some sort of basis in there. But what is the plot of this movie? Why, why should I care what these three women go through? Why should I care? Who, who's trying to wipe out the free world here? And they got to go ahead and do their job to try to protect us. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with Men in Black International. I mean, after a while, you, when you sit there and think about it, this movie shouldn't even exist because Men in Black is not necessarily international. It's been global and universe-wide for years. It didn't hold a candle to the others in the franchise. And then you look over at Charlie's Angels, it's like, how many Charlie's Angels fans do you know are still floating around? And I mean, after the Drew Barrymore films. It, to which you, you sit there, you think about it for a minute, and it's like, where do we go from here? Exactly. But you see, the thing is, it's like, what? before you all get guilt-shamed by this woman, keep in mind, as she says all this stuff, she's an entitled white woman. All right? 
Now, I'm not trying to bring race into the factor, but let's be real. When they walk around here and they talk about, oh, people of color need better representation. Uh, women in general need re- better representation. I think it's like this, okay? Most of the time, when they talk about this stuff, they're talking about themselves. They're talking about nobody's paying attention to me this week, so I got to go ahead on this tangent here, and I have to try to guilt shame people into going to see a movie. Now, you know, it's sad if you got to be guilt shaming to going to see a movie, all right? It's just like when Joker came out. Nobody wanted Joker to succeed, but you see, Joker, in a way, is kind of a fresh breath of fresh air to all this nonsense that surrounds us. And it was heavily promoted. If they, like, if Elizabeth Banks really wanted this movie to succeed, and she's lead producer or whatever behind this, like, if she's like 80% behind this, and this is being marketed by Sony, who supposedly is about this whole women's first thing, then how come she didn't go to the marketing department and say, hey, you know, I got this film here. I don't know if it's going to succeed or not, but could you guys give me an edge here on how to get this done? And then all those women that work in the marketing department should have been like, yeah, yeah, queen, we're going to slay. We're going to get all this done. We're going to get people in the box office. But none of that stuff happened. You see, it wasn't promoted. She's just over here going on about an argument that's pretty much a dead horse that all these other people start coming up with like Sarkeesian tactics here and Quinn, uh, Quinn, whatever over there, you know what I'm saying? But Hey, as long as you learn that women can do anything and be anything, and you're just now in 2019 going into 2020 needing that stuff stomped in your head. I mean, think about it. We all know this stuff, but I also realize she's got connections. She's rich. She's married to another producer and a sportscaster. She's got the ability to sell this film. And maybe in a way, this is like using reverse psychology to sell this film, because a lot of y'all were guilt-shamed and go and see it. I know some people are like, I'm glad people are enjoying the film. Uh, You know, a flop. I I don't care. You should put your name on the flop four times more. I'm glad I made Charlie's Angels, and as you should, but you were still in that crap Power Rangers movie. You were over there running your mouth saying that black women don't get strong representation i'm like have you ever seen color purple it hasn't been the first time she opened her mouth and to the point where guess what she doesn't know what she's talking about so you got to take all that regurgitated bs that she said pick it up in a shovel and throw it back in her face because she doesn't know what she's talking about and there's a lot of women and a lot of men out here that don't know what they're talking about yet people look at them like they're experts on things and they don't know a damn thing And it's so sad. It's very disingenuous. Like, when you work in cinema, when you work in one of the hardest professions, all right, and if you got some say behind this stuff, especially if you're entitled, you should be out there marketing and selling it. You shouldn't be worried about who your opposition is or this fictional creation of yours called the patriarchy or whatever. Yeah, there are people out there that think they're superior than other people. I'm sorry that you're just now figuring this out. But you see, the thing is, as a guy who runs his own independent production company and keep working the ways of getting there because of all this toxic feminazi or whatever the hell is out there, I'm not going to let it stop me. I'm going to keep working on my stuff. But there are a lot of female directors out here that I do respect because guess what? While at the same time they dabble in this argument, they also know it's not the full basis here. And they also know that they can work on something from the ground up and sell it because they believe in it. And you know what? I'm not that point to where I'm like this. I'm not going to help them. I know that sounds like virtual signaling and mansplaining, but you're just going to have to deal with it because I have a voice too, and I'm going to use it. 
The fact that I have the ability to do these things probably offends a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And before you go ahead and try to say I'm entitled, yeah, I'm a person of color too. So that argument's invalid. This just doesn't make any sense to me, man. Like, why are people still banking into this crap? What it is is that a lot of people want entitlements and they don't want to work for it. A lot of people want to go ahead and get that instant validation and not work for it. I have more respect for the late Penny Marshall than I ever will for Elizabeth Banks. I don't like Christian Stewart and Naomi Scott and the other lady. I hope they move on into fantastic careers. But like when you look at Ghostbusters in 2016, I don't think it was as bad of a movie like that. It's just the characters were not funny and they did not respond well to other people. It's what came out of their mouths and the plot was stupid. You know what I'm saying? At least say what you will about the plot from the other two movies, but especially Ghostbusters 2, but at least it was some, you know, a beginning, a middle, and an end. It got somewhere. Whereas when some people are like this, we're women on screen. We're going ahead and doing men jobs. We're, we're showing that we don't need men. And it's like, when you start showing off that crap, it alienates a fan base. And when you're sitting in here and you're splitting stuff down the middle, that's not bringing people. That's not getting butts in the seat. It should be an open opportunity for everybody. That's what equality is. If you don't know what the hell equality is, you shouldn't be running around here and yelling it out at people. If you don't know what the hell the meaning of words are, then kindly shut the hell up and keep this argument to yourself. Because at the end of the day, some of us out here that are trying and have been trying to make something out of this industry, we're, we're going through the scaffolds of hell here. All right? Now, I don't know this. Is a, I, I don't know where certain people think, oh, my God, I, I don't want to be shamed. I don't want to be labeled as such. I don't want to be. Let me just call you out as this. OK, you're not using your freedom of choice. You're indecisive. You're being guilt tripped into doing something. It's like to the point where people are like, oh, going to the movies is such a chore. Then don't go to the damn movie. Simple as that. Sometimes you just got to look at it from this point of view here is that, you know what, if it's something that doesn't concern you and you don't really feel good about the project or whatever, you don't have to invest in it. That's why it is. I'm sure some people will probably look at that movie and they'll probably be like, well, this movie had a lot going for it. Not marketing, not promotions. I didn't even know it existed. Till all of a sudden she opened her mouth. But if it wouldn't be her, it'd probably be Brie Larson about that stupid unicorn movie, too. It doesn't take much, but I know this. It's always a spoiled, party-dress-wearing white woman that has a problem with everything. That's usually the first one. Then later on, it becomes an over-eccentric black woman saying the same thing. And then after a while, it becomes assortment of other people coming out of the woodwork with hair dye in their hair, my way telling you a whole bunch of other stuff and little did you realize that women can be toxic too in addition to men because see we we the people are a bunch of giant a-holes even at my most worst but that's all i have to say for you you all if you're gonna go see the movie go see the movie but if you're not gonna see the movie then do what i do and don't give a damn and move forward we got better stuff to look at jeez later y'all